Would you like to be able to accomplish your goals and your dreams? Has something ever seemed unattainable or do you have a bad habit? Do you want to improve your relationships and your life? If you answered yes, then this podcast is for you. If you're ready to finally live your dreams, let's begin. Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins is an American author, coach, motivational speaker, and philanthropist. Nowadays, he's internationally famous. And how did he get this? Through distinct techniques and methods that he himself developed to change his life. He does not come from a wealthy family, from the high class or the middle class. However, now he is one of the most successful coaches in the whole world and he helps a lot of people to do this as well. This is one of his most popular books, which includes several of his techniques and it's a complete repertoire of his many books. Now, we're going to divide this podcast into two parts. The first part is going to comprise the part one, that is free your power. And then the other podcast next week will contain parts two and three so that it's not too long for you. So let's begin. Part one, free your power. Chapter one, dreams of destiny. We all have big dreams and we believe that we are destined to do big things. But for many, this dream gets lost along the way of life. And how can we make a lasting change? Step one, elevate your criteria, your goals. If you dream small, you will stay small with only small expectations and you will never actually achieve anything. Step two, you have to change your limiting beliefs. We all have beliefs that limit us, which I mean they stop us from moving forward. And we say things like, this is out of my reach, someday I'll do it, but you never do it. And we have to change that if we want to make a change. Then, step three, we have to change our strategy. Test all the, all the strategies that you need to accomplish what you want. And now, the five areas that are essential in life. First of all, emotional domain. This refers to learning how and when to change your emotional state, how to have control of your impulses and emotions. In this podcast, you will learn to identify your emotions and how to handle them effectively for your benefit. Two, physical domain. You must learn how to take care of your body so that you're healthy and you have energy to carry out your goals. Three, domain of relationships. This is an essential part of life because it compromises all of our relationships, whether they are romantical, familiar, professional, friendly, whatever. And it is fundamental to know how to handle them and take the best out of them. This is the door to success. And now, number four, financial dominion. People that don't have financial control work and do everything they do to survive. They don't live 
just to live or enjoy life. No, they live to fight and keep afloat. You will learn how to fix this mistake and really live your life. Now, five, time dominium. This refers to having the abilities necessary to be able to accomplish everything we must and not be stressed or overcome by it. Now, decisions, the path to power. Robin highlights a phrase that practically says that the circumstances do not affect the dreams of people. The people themselves should use the circumstances to their favor. And now, we have to think about the future, in all aspects of the future. Where we're going to be in 10 years from now? Who are we going to be with? What are we going to do to pass our time? In what are we going to be working on? Who will we have become? We have to plan and think about everything so that we are able to establish a goal and consequently accomplish this goal. Without a goal or a vision, we are nobody. So what configures our lives is not what we do once in a while, but what we do consistently. Then. What is that precedes to all our actions? What determines the actions we take and in consequence in who we become? The answer is the power of decision. Our decisions mold our lives. It is the only that it is the only thing that has power over us. To have a better life, we need to make better choices. Likewise, we must highlight that there's a difference between being interested in something and deciding to commit to something. And we have to make those choices. Now, the, th the three decisions that control our destiny are one, the decisions about what you want to focus your attention on. Number two, the decisions about what things actually mean to you. And three, the decisions about what to do to accomplish the results that we want to reach. This advice is very important. Listen, do not give up, do not get tired, and do not stop trying. Once Thomas Edison said, I don't feel overcome because every erroneous try and discarded is another step forward. Now, How can we take advantage of the power of decision? 1. Remember the power on the decision making. It is not something light. It implies a lot of compromise. You must take conscious that the hardest step to get something consistent in actual commitment is taking a true decision, not just a decision that you're just saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it, but you actually never do it because you didn't actually mean it. It has to be a true decision. Three, we have to take decisions often. Four, we have to learn from our decisions and our mistakes so that we can improve. We have to use them to our advantage, even our losses. Five, we have to keep our compromise with our decisions. Change comes with consistency, remember that. And six, we have to enjoy making decisions. If not, we will never get the hang of it. In the next chapter, the strength that configures your life. Now, the secret to success consists in learning how to use suffering and pleasure 
instead of letting them use you. If you do this, you will have complete control over your life. If not, life will control you. We are beings that function in base of that. Pain and pleasure. Plain simple. And you have to realize of the things that bring you pleasure and of the things that bring you pain. We have to discover what things are vinculated to another. And if you ever feel worried about any external thing, the pain is not actually about the thing itself, but about your own association and understanding of that. And this is a word, this is a, actually a phrase that was used by a Roman emperor that was named Marcus Aurelius. And now, you have to make a change right now. And I mean it, right now. First of all, this book, the nice thing about it is that it has a lot of exercises that you can do. Uh, well, this is the first one. And you must not leave this for tomorrow, you actually have to do it right now. That's what the author highlights also. So, for this first exercise, step one. Write four actions that you need to make and you have been postponing. Number two. Under each of these actions, you must write the answer to Why have I not made this action before? What pain have I associated with this action? Third, write down all the pleasure that you have experienced in the past when you have realized the negative consequences of not taking on this decision. Four, write down the actual price that you will have to pay if you don't change now. And what will you become? And how different is that from what you actually want to be? And five, the final step is to write down all the pleasure that you will receive by making this decision and taking action right now. Now, the next chapter, belief systems, the power to create and destroy. First of all, what is a belief? A belief is a feeling of certainty about something. It's more than just a mere idea. How can we transform an idea into a belief? We have to give it solid basis so that we can give it certainty. And what do I mean by this? We need evidence and proof. Now, we have to understand the importance and the power that has the ability to destroy and create certain beliefs. Which beliefs do we want to destroy? The ones that limit us and hurt us, obviously. Which beliefs do we want to build? The ones that give us power of action and decision and help us make our lives better. And again, here we see how pain and pleasure are the definite tools to displace a belief, whether it is to reinforce it or destroy it. If you want success, you have to imitate the beliefs of successful people. They have a certain mentality that took them to fame. You must find out which are these so that you can adapt your lifestyle so that you improve. One of the most important global beliefs that we can adopt is that if we want to be successful and be happy, we have to constantly improve the quality of our lives. We have to grow and we have to expand constantly. This is also known as the principle of Kaizen. 
Kaisen in Japanese literally means constant improval. It is based on the gradual improvals, the simple ones, but the ones that never stop. The Japanese have comprehended that the small refinements, the ones that are made daily, start to make an incremental improvement, so one that people have never actually dreamed about before. And a clear example of that is Toyota. It is a leader company globally, and it is based on efficiency and these principles of constant improvement. Many companies have imitated their methods so that they can improve, and you can do it too. As a result of the comprehension of this concept, Robbins created a simple word, which is canny. Constant and never-ending improvement. Canny is a true discipline. It is not something that can be practiced one day yes and the other no, just when, when I want it. It has to be every day. Besides, it allows us to, uh, to improve all the aspects of our life. The small improvements are possible and, consequently, they are reachable. It is not something hard or impossible to do. You must examine your beliefs, the ones that give you power and the ones that take away your power. The book invites you to make a list of each one and do it right now, don't wait again. And now we have to take a look to your limiting beliefs. When we, when we check them, you must decide right now, for once and for all, if you are no longer willing to pay the price that these beliefs are costing you. You have to remember that if you start doubting these beliefs and you question their validity, you can destroy them so that they will never affect you again. You must shackle their bases with the following questions. Question 1. How is this belief ridiculous or absurd? 2. The person from which I learned this belief, will they be worth to imitate? Number 3. What is it gonna cost me emotionally, the fact that I won't get rid of this belief? Number 4. What will be the cost for my relationships if I don't destroy this belief? Number 5. What will be the physical cost? if I don't destroy this belief? Number six, what will be the financial cost? Number seven, what will be the cost for my family and my loved ones? Now, the next chapter is, can change be produced in an instant? Well, the answer is yes, and much more possible with the narrow cognitive programming, by which Robbins actually became famous. But for that to be a lasting change, it must be reinforced daily, constantly. All habits can be lost if they are not stimulated. And we have to remember that it's not just something that, ooh, you do it one day and it's free forever. You have to work on it. We have to remember that pain and pleasure configure our behavior. We must comprehend that we have to utilize pain and pleasure to our advantage. And we will learn this on the next chapter, which is called NAC, Narrow Associative Conditioning. And this allows us to create any change that we want in life. And 
First of all, what is NAC? It is a process capable of conditioning your system to associate pleasure to some things you want to improve continually and pain to those that you need to avoid to achieve success consistently in your life without the necessity to make a conscious effort. There are two types of change. Change how we feel towards something and change how we behave towards something. To create a change with rapidity, the first belief that we must have is that we can change now. Change is not something we can constantly postpone. In fact, there are three specific beliefs about responsibility that we must have in order to make a durable change. First of all, we have to believe that something has to change. Second, not only that, but we have to change what we believe. I have to change it. And third, we must believe that we can change it. The neuroscience. Talking in technical terms, it refers to the union of two sciences, the neurobiological and the science of computers. Neuroscientists are dedicated to finding how neuroconnections and associations occur. And what exactly is a neuroassociation? Well, every time we experience a significant amount of pain or pleasure, our brain seeks the cause and it registers it in the nervous system so that it allows us to make better decisions on how and what to do in the future. With ANAC, you will learn how to use neuroscience to your favor with six steps that were designed to change your behavior and break neuroassociations that are limiting and create new that are empowering. Now, we will go over to, to self-sabotage. This usually happens when we experience a sensation of pain and a sensation of pleasure in the same situation. In this case, our near association gets distorted due to the fact of the confusion and then we don't know what to do. And then we proceed to self-sabotage ourselves constantly. And if we don't make a change and decide to what to feel now, these situations could destroy us. Now, another term that we must know, the pain-to-pain -pain barrier. We call the pain-to-pain -pain barrier to the sensation that we are about to experience when we feel that we're going to experience pain, no matter what we do. And subsequently, this leads us also to not knowing what to do. But the good thing is that, that with NAC, we can eliminate this. But we have to have a strong will to do so. And now, the next chapter. How to change everything in your life. The science of conditioning through neuroassociations. NAC. Master step one, decide what you really want and determine what stops you from having it now. Master step two, you must achieve leverage. You must associate a strong source of pain to not changing now and a strong pleasure to the experience of changing right now. Master step three, you must interrupt your limiting beliefs and actions. Small pause, how do you break a limiting belief? First of all, you must eliminate your limiting feelings. Uh, the author offers us a way to do this. 
and it is the following. You must picture the situation that is annoying you so much. Step 2. You must take the same experience and transform it into a cartoon. Now think in the situation that was bothering you so much and observe how it feels. In summary, make the situation burlesque and funny so that it makes you laugh instead of causing a negative emotion. Now, proceeding, master step four. You must create a new and capacitating alternative. Master step five. You must condition the new guideline so that it is consistent. Another little pause here. The law of reinforcement says that we have to program reinforcement so that change can last. Without reinforcement, change won't be lasting. And we have to create a motivational initiative. Now, master step six. You have to try it. You don't have to just think about doing it now. You must actually do it now. Now, our next chapter. How to get what you really want. First of all, what is what you really want? You have to ask yourself what is it that you really, that you really want from life? Do you desire a relationship full of love and respect? Do you desire the price of your colleagues or classmates? Do you want money? Do you want cars? An exciting business? A huge and beautiful house? Do you want to travel the world? Do you want to be adored by millions of people as a musician, a singer or a celebrity? You must decide what you want. Now, you also have to ask yourself, why do you want this stuff? You have to be conscious of your feelings and your capacities, and you must make conscious choices based on that. And to change your abilities, you must change your state. And now, we proceed to the power of movement. Emotion basically comes from movement. Everything that we feel is the result of how to use our bodies. Each emotion is vinculated to one physiology. So that you can feel better, you must use your body in a good way. And you must move, you must do exercise, you must be energized. You don't have to feel weak, because if you feel weak, you will make everything with difficulty. And you will be with bad posture all the time, you will feel less energized. And well, in the long term, it will actually hurt you a lot. Now, the power of concentration. You must not put your attention on negative things, because if you do, it will be the only thing that you will think about, and you will spend all of your energy on it. Besides, you will feel completely bad, and you will leave aside your dreams and your motivation to improve. You must focus on the positive and on the capacity you have to improve. Besides, it is not what you focus on, but how you focus it. The meaning of something varies according to the focus that we give to it. If you don't dispose of a plan to obtain pleasure, you will get pain. So, make a plan. Now, next chapter. The questions are the answer. Our questions will determine our thoughts. And why is this? This is because when we ask ourselves something and we concentrate on it, it changes us. As we saw before, focus and concentration have great power. Now, questions accomplish three specific things. 
Number one, they change immediately what we were focusing our attention on and in consequence how we are feeling. Our questions change that that we suppress. And number three, questions will change the resources that we dispose of. Questions that solve problems. Which are they? One, what is big in this problem? What isn't perfect yet? Three, what am I willing to do to make this as I want it to be? Four, am I willing to not keep doing something? Six, how can I enjoy the process? You must make yourself empowering questions, whether it is in the morning or at night or both, so that you can change your state and your mentality to have energy and remember your goals. For example, you could ask yourself, what have I learned today? What has made me feel happy now in my life? What am I committed to right now? Now, next chapter, the vocabulary for definitive success. A selection of effective words to describe the experience of our life can elevate our emotions so that they are more powerful. On the contrary, a poor selection of words can devastate us with the same rapidity and assurance. It is necessary to comprehend the effect that only one word can have over us, as well as how words that we use affect our way of thinking and so they affect our lives. Now, we have to know how to use words that are emotionally charged, but in an effective way and in the right moment, depending on what we want to get out of said situation. This theory that Robbins formulated about the power of words is called transformational vocabulary and adequately because in essence it indicates us to use our vocabulary to transform ourselves. The words that you pick will change your destiny, so choose wisely. You also have to remember to use the tools you learned before to help others, you must always keep that in mind. And we have to learn and practice how to take out power from words that are negative and we have to give power to words that are positive. For example, we could change I am pissed to I am uncomfortable. And on the other hand, we can change well to superior. Now, the emotions of power. First of all, the negative emotions are that most influence people are Number one, avoidance. We all want to avoid painful emotions. And as a result of that, most people try to avoid any situation that they believe can cause them harm. Or even worse, some people try to not feel any emotion at all. For example, they fear rejection. So they try to avoid any situation that might lead to rejection. They keep away from every relationship, for example. Number two. Denial. Often people try to deassociate themselves from their own feelings, saying, I don't feel that bad. Meanwhile, they are accumulating that negative emotion between themselves, thinking about the horrible stuff that could happen. Number three, competition. Many people stop fighting against their painful emotions and decide to stand them completely. 
instead of learning the positive message that the emotion is trying to get to you, they intensify it and make it worse than what it is. You have to learn how to use emotions if you want your life to actually function. You have to make it that the emotions work for you. You cannot escape them, but you can also not allow them to rule your life. Emotions, even those that are painful in the short term, act as a compass to point you out to the truthful and good action that you must carry out to achieve your goals. If you don't know how to use this, things will turn out very bad for you. You must learn what are the six steps to emotional dominion. Step one, you must identify what you're really feeling. Step two, you must recognize and appreciate your emotions. You have to know that this support you. Step three, you have to have curiosity for the, mes for the message that these emotions are offering. Step four, you must have trust in yourself. Step five, you must make sure that you can handle this not only today, but also in the future. And step six, you must take a leap of faith and do the test. Now, the 10 signals to take action and what to do about it. Number one, feeling uncomfortable. You must use the abilities that you have already learned so that you can change your emotional state. You must clarify what you desire. You must refine your actions. You must test an attitude that is slightly different and see if this can change the way you're feeling. Number two, feeling scared. You must evaluate which is the reason that you're feeling this way and examine what you must do to change this. You have to imagine what actions you need to take. Number three, being hurt. You must realize that, in reality, it is very possible that you haven't lost anything at all. Take a moment and analyze the situation. Ask yourself, has there really been any loss here? Or am I just judging this situation too soon? You must communicate the implicated person about your feelings, obviously in an appropriate way. Now, four, feeling angered. You must realize that you may have interpreted the situation wrongly. You must take into account the perspectives of other people and the possibility that they may not know that something was bothering you. Make more capacitating questions. For example, in the long run, is it true that I really matter to this person? Or can I learn something from this? Number five frustration. You must look for new ways of obtaining results. Don't get tired of trying. Trying and failing is something positive, believe it or not. You have to learn from those mistakes, to not make them again and to improve something. You must obtain information on how to take on the situation. You must find a model to imitate from someone who has actually found a solution to what you desire. Now, Feeling let down. Think of something that you can learn about this situation and that helps you in the future to achieve what you want. Maybe you have to establish a new objective. Don't judge too soon. Number seven, guilt. You must recognize that in fact you have violated a fundamental criterion of yours. 
You must compromise yourself to not let this happen again. Now, eight, inadequacy. Ask yourself, is it really a, an appropriate emotion for the situation? Am I inadequate? Do I have to change something? Or, how, or must I change how I perceive something? Number nine, being overloaded or overwhelmed. You must decide which are your priorities. You must develop them in order of importance and do everything calmly. You must organize yourself. Now, number 10, loneliness. The solution to loneliness is simply to seek someone out, to realize that you can establish a relationship almost immediately in today's world. And you must identify the type of relationship that you need. Now, we will examine the 10 emotions of power. Number one, we have love and warmth. Number two, appreciation and gratitude. Number three, curiosity. Number four, excitement and power. Number five, determination. Number six, flexibility. Number seven, trust in yourself. Number eight, happiness. Number nine, vitality. Number 10, contribution and collaboration. Our next chapter is called A Magnificent Obsession is Creating a Convenient Future. Giant objectives produce a massive motivation. You can surpass your objectives and have illimited power to accomplish things. You can convert the invisible into visible. Your dreams and objectives are invisible and they need to become a reality. Only seeing them can give you motivation to achieving them. Now, you must do the following exercise. You must find 10 areas that are critical in your life. You must evaluate them five years ago. Beside each of these categories, you must write down a score from zero to 10, zero being the worst and 10 meaning that you were living your wishes. The second step is to write down a phrase next to each category to write to describe how you were feeling back then. For example, were you physically in shape five years ago? If you put number seven, it will be like, yeah, I was in shape, but I needed to improve. I had three kilos um, in excess and I went for a run twice a week or something like that. And you must write that comment now. Number two, we must see how far you have come, whether you have made it or not. In each category, you must repeat the same procedure, but with current facts. And now number three, to complete the exercise, you must project yourself five years into the future. Now, the key to reaching your objectives You have to start living your dreams now. You have to enjoy what you have right now. Don't wait to be happy, because that way you will only waste your time right now. Give your first step. A. Concentrate on four areas. Number one, objectives of personal development. Number two, career objectives of businesses and economics. Three, toys and adventures like hobbies or stuff that you want just because you want it. Number four, contribution objectives. B, ask yourself, would you want this life if you knew that you could reach it all? Would you be willing to do anything 
if you fail in it? See, take your time to think about this. Really imagine if you want something from each of these areas. B. Take action. Something small. For example, you could get a photo. You could set a screensaver. You could put a deadline on a calendar. You could write down your idea. Do anything but do something. You must have visual aid. You must have motivation. Factual motivation. The little actions in the long run do make a lot of difference. And this we have seen from the principle of Kaizen. Now, think about on what kind of person you need to become to accomplish all that you want to accomplish and start creating that impulse immediately. Do not abandon the process. Now, our 10-day mental challenge. We have to recognize the importance that consistency and force of habit have in our lives and how they affect our actions and Consequently, our lives. Recapitulating the NAC method. You have to decide what you desire. You must get leverage over yourself, something that motivates you, like for example, blackmailing yourself. You must interrupt your limiting beliefs and end them. You must stop finding excuses and you must put yourself into action. Now, your 10-day challenge. Over the next 10 days, starting right now, you must compromise yourself to take total control of your faculties, whether they are mental or emotional. And you must decide right now that you will not tolerate any feeling or emotion that is limiting over the next 10 days. And well, that is it for today's chapter and podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and you are tuned for part two. Thank you very much for listening and see you next week.